Good morning, everybody, and welcome to the 425 Show, your place to be for all things real estate and lifestyle related here on the East Side. I'm your host, Nicole Mangina, with Windermere Real Estate. And uh, it's been a busy December in real estate. True to form. Everybody always wonders uh, what the real estate market does in December. It's actually pretty busy. I've seen a lot of sales happening. There are buyers out there. Properties are going under contract. And um, our office always does a monthly stats. And so we will have these on the website after the show. I know I flip it around like you can see it on Facebook Live. You can't. Um, But if you go to NicoleMangina.com forward slash podcast after the show, we'll have it online. And you can see this chart. And it breaks it down for all of King and Snohomish County by the individual areas. Um, And it shows both the number of sales, the average sales price, and the days on market. And there's some pretty interesting things here. What it shows you is year over year, prices are still up. They are definitely down from where they were at the beginning of this year. But that's pretty typical. Prices go up usually the first half of the year. They backtrack a little bit the second half of the year. But year over year, we are still up quite a bit from 2017. You will see that the number of sales is down slightly. But, uh, you know, I think that's okay. It's interesting. You know, really, for the last five years, every year we do more sales with less inventory. So it's only a matter of time that something's going to flip-flop there. So still a lot of sales, fewer than last year. Um, But the days on market, which is usually the most telling part, because when that starts creeping up, as days on market gets longer, that's usually more indicative of prices coming down. And the days on market are pretty similar to last year. They've changed by a couple of days, but not substantially. Um, so I think we're going to be okay. The market's going to be fine. The sky is not falling. Buyers and sellers are still out there doing stuff. So anyway, that's your market update for today. If you'd like more information on buying and selling real estate on the east side, uh, feel free to reach out. I invite you to send me an email, Nicole at NicoleMangina.com. And without further ado, I'd like to introduce today's guest, Larry J. Snyder. Welcome. Thank you so much. Yeah. I'm so grateful to be here, Nicole. Yeah, I'm, ex- I'm excited. Thank We've got you. a lot of stuff to talk about today. <laughs> I, think so. I think we need like 18 encores. <laughs> We're just going to book them today. All right. We'll, we'll start to with back. today. Okay. Um, you are a man of many talents. Um, you've got several books out. You're an auctioneer. You do a lot of work for the community. Mm-hmm. So let's dive in. Let's dive into, um, I would say, the one that's most near and dear to my heart, but they're actually both. Your first book, The mm-hmm. Miracles in Montanare, because it's Italian and of course, Italian, absolutely. Makes me happy. <laughs> that's and that was one of the reasons why I was drawn to your show in the first place right. is being able to share my love and passion for all things Italian with an Italian. There you uh, go. Is really important to me. And again, this book has been a, a huge blessing because we've been able to tell the stories uh, from a small village in Tuscany mm-hmm. of just 250 people, oh and goodness. they've all become really special and close friends of ours. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we just spend at least a little bit of time each day. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, counting our blessings for having such wonderful friendships uh, right. on the other side of the world, which have helped us live a better life here. That's great. Yeah. How'd you find this village? It's a bit of a long story, but I'll tell you the short version. Okay. And that was we hosted a student from that area. His name was Francesco. Mm-hmm. And when Jill, my partner, and I went uh, to realize a dream of living for a year mm-hmm. in uh, Tuscany, Francesco helped us find this. It was a a home that belonged to Mm -hmm. uh, a friend of a friend and like everything else in Italy. And because uh, it was a friend of a friend, we got very much the local experience. Mm -hmm. And uh, it wasn't exactly what uh, Jill was looking for. But when they when we first uh, took a look at this idea of living 
a little bit out in the country, five miles from uh, a, a major village, if you will. Uh, I loved it, um, but it took a little bit of convincing for Jill. And, and now we're, of course, hugely grateful a dozen years later that we've had this opportunity to get to know these people mm-hmm. and they've gotten to know us. And uh, no one speaks English in the village. And we're also the only Americans they've ever met. So anyway, That's again, awesome. it's a it's an incredible opportunity for us to kind of return to the basic uh, life of community mm-hmm. each year, which helps us again live a better life here. I love it. And just it's a different pace. Oh, it's completely different. We were talking about that before the show. Mm-hmm. I've uh, My dad lived in Italy for many, many years, and so I would go back and forth and visit him. Sure. And it was nice because we would stay at his apartment, right? It's different than just kind of sitting hopping. Um, he lived two different places. Mm-hmm. He lived in uh, L'Aquila, which Loc, is about live. an hour, mm-hmm. hour and a half Familiar north of Rome. Yep. Beautiful little town. Yep. Um, they call it the town of 100 churches. Uh-huh. I think they actually all have 100 churches uh, in Italy. Well, L'Aquila <laughs> La, La in that particular uh, area of Italy, it's a mountain, yeah. mountainous area, is uh, is beautiful. And we, we have a, a favorite place called uh, Amatrice, mm-hmm. which is near there. And um, one of our favorite dishes uh, that was taught to us by our mm-hmm. best friend, uh, my best friend, uh, my fratello Italiano, mm-hmm. my Italian brother, Amadeo, he taught us how to make bucatini amatriciana. Mm, and uh, so amatrice is, is very near to L'Aquila, where mm-hmm. your family's from. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it was beautiful. We had a great time. And, and it is. It's a different pace of sure. life. Everything Everything's better. I would say I not just in Italy, but I would I would always come home a different person. Sure. And it would last for a couple months and, and then, then you have to go back. <laughs> but that's okay. Right, right. But that also shows you the value of travel. Right. Travel definitely changes your perspective. I, I think back to some of the things that, that um, Anthony Bourdain taught us as a traveler. That mm-hmm. Most of what happens when we travel is when we travel kind of on a, on a road that most others either mm-hmm. haven't or didn't and right. we meet people and we try their food and we get to know their customs and again I think travel is uh, is meant to do that if you're willing absolutely mm-hmm. um, and it's you know funny the common bonds that you end up absolutely. having right yeah. um, and just that whole um, the whole passeggiata in yeah. the evening absolutely. right where everybody yep. gets out and they walk mm-hmm. and you go into the bar and you have your little appetizers and your drink before yep. dinner and, and that's truly community that was all it's all about community yes so and that's why again we love it so much absolutely i remember uh, the first time my husband and i went uh the first time he came with me probably almost 20 years ago and i was a little nervous because it was his first trip and we walked into one of our favorite little bars over there and they were playing bruce springsteen i thought oh this uh, is gonna be i'll be okay (laughs) yeah (laughs) he's loved italy ever since (laughs) well and i again i think everybody thinks that when you go to a foreign country everything's foreign but um one quick story i was up in um uh near modena where balsamic vinegar comes mm-hmm. from, and this this friend, new friend of a friend, took me to uh, a bar up in the hills, and we, when we pulled up, there were Harleys lined up in front of the oh, place. Oh wow! I thought, hmm, this is interesting. And when we went in, it was all '70s rock and roll. I felt like I was in um, just yeah. outside of San Francisco. Okay. Uh, again, there are many commonalities Absolutely. when you travel, um, but that mix, that kind of junk, you know, the the mm-hmm. the mixture of the two. Uh, foreign and familiar mm-hmm. are kind of what helps you as a traveler feel comfortable. Absolutely, so. for sure. What are your favorite things about Italy from a lifestyle perspective? Again, the the friendships that we've yeah. made there. W- we feel so grateful to have made these friendships. Mm-hmm. And so going back, um, one of the stories that I write about um, is the, when we go up the road, up the dirt road to uh, the house that we stay in each year, 
uh, and that kind of little bit of a nervous feeling about, mm. okay, the language is about to change. Mm-hmm. They, they think that we can just jump right back into the language. That, um, and then they accept us. Right. The, they open the door of the car before we practically have it in park, and they hug us, and they love us. Mm-hmm. And we know that that nervousness um, is, again, something that, that, that is because it's a foreign experience. But right. to answer your question directly, it's really, really about these wonderful friendships and how, again, grateful we are to have them. Mm-hmm. That's wonderful. Mm-hmm. And so you go with your partner and your daughter as yep, well. Yeah, Daniela. And does she speak Italian? She's learning. Okay. And uh, it's uh, been, a, again, a, uh, an interesting experience for her that she takes mm-hmm. back every year, a yeah. couple, three new words. She's got two or three great friends mm-hmm. there, Elisabetta, mm-hmm. uh, Pier Paolo, mm-hmm. Marco, Gianluca. These are all kids she's kind of grown up with. That's awesome. And it's, uh, uh, we call them Cugini Italiani. Mm-hmm. They're mm-hmm. her Italian cousins. That's so. awesome. Mm-hmm. I love it. Um, and it's always fun when you're, it's actually good to be the new kid, right, when you're different. Yes. Oh, absolutely. So and they want to sure learn that. a little bit of English, yeah. and she's picking up the Italian, and so it's uh, um and we, frankly, learn more <laughs> language-wise from the kids than we do from other adults. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they call the language that I speak over there, they won't call it Italiano. Uh, they call it Leriano oh. because it's a, it's a really stripped-down <laughs> version. version. No, it's a stripped-down version of uh, their local language. That's so, funny. Yeah, they call it ling- lingua officiale. The official language when we're there is Leriano. So. <laughs> as long as it works. Well, it works fine because there's no other way. <laughs> you got your pasta and your wine and life is Everything's good. Everything's good, yeah. <laughs> we have bread, bread delivered three days a week. It's about as good as it gets. Oh, so. that sounds good. Yeah. Uh, hopefully we're going next year with the kids. Soon. Good. Yeah. Well, I'm so. happy to help you in any way I can. All right. I'll have to reach out sure. to you on that. Um, yeah, absolutely. Sure. Awesome. I love it. And you, you've got another book as well. Yes. Which one am I? 12 Extraordinary People Like You is a book that uh, I wrote uh, primarily as an ode to my extraordinary Mm -hmm. mother. Okay. Um, She left us after a four-year struggle with vascular dementia, Mm -hmm. and uh, uh, she cared for extraordinary, or she cared for um, highly vulnerable children during her life, and um, much of the lessons that... uh, uh, that she taught us, uh, we, we still live with, and that right. is really representing those who need our help the most. Got it. So this was a story that I had an opportunity to write about her and then 12 other people in our community here, mm-hmm. in the, uh, many of them in the 425. Oh, great. That have influenced your life. That have impacted my life, but, uh, but also that I greatly admire for their work in the community. Yes. So they embody this similar values to my mother. Mm-hmm. And that was really the moral compass of the book is... Who are the people that are closest to me that embody the qualities of my late mother? Right. And uh, again, there's there's um, people that really have had an impact on me, but really have been impactful on the community as a whole. Right. So that's anyway. awesome. What are some of your mom's favorite traits that you carry with you today? Well, first of all, kindness. Mm-hmm. She really believed that if all we did was just be kind mm-hmm. to each other, that there would be fewer problems. The other thing that I loved about my mom is she focused all of her attention uh, away from her. Mm. Some people call that humility or being humble. It was more about helping people realize what made them special right. to her. Oh, which is huge. Right. So I could sit yes. here and say, Nicole, you have this quality and that quality. But unless I say to you, that's what's important to me mm-hmm. about you. Right. That was the difference that she made. Which so, t- takes it from being not a flippant comp- comment, but something that you're like, eh, to something that really 
right. means something and resonates to that other person. The other thing about this book that was really important uh, to me in writing was that everyone had an opportunity to figure out what was unique about them, what was mm-hmm. extraordinary about them. So the last chapter of the book is called Your Turn. Okay. And it's a way to figure out what five extraordinary mm-hmm. qualities you have mm-hmm. that the world is waiting for you to share. And yeah. that way you go out into the world with these, we'll call them qualities, mm-hmm. extraordinary gifts that the world's waiting for you to share. And it's that way the book isn't just about 12 people. It's about 12 people and you. Right. I love it. How do you help people figure out what their unique qualities are? There's, there's five questions, mm-hmm. again, under uh, in the back of the book. Mm-hmm. And the first question is write down two things that you have helped other people do to accomplish their goals in life. Oh, I love it. So in other words, you're really using your time to help other people mm-hmm. get their needs mm-hmm. met. But just the gift of helping others is a is very much a, a beautiful way to live. Right. And um, that, that was uh, one of them, or that's one of the questions. The other part of it that, um, again, almost all of these are reflections um, of my mother, but um, being able to give people an opportunity to really look at the qualities that they embody in mm-hmm. writing. Right. When you write things down and look at them mm-hmm. about your own life and what you give to others, mm-hmm. uh, I find that for my own life and I and the others that have helped that we've helped with this book, um, they really understand themselves and how they um, are again right uh, bringing the good in others uh, mm-hmm. out and serving others at the same time. Yeah. So. Absolutely. That's wonderful. And I love kindness. In fact, it came up um, with our boys last night. Mm -hmm. We were having a conversation about something and, you know, some frustrating stuff that had happened at school and stuff like that. And in that moment, actually, the way I phrased it was grace, which in a lot of ways is kindness, right? Of, you know, there's a good chance there's always more going on, Mm -hmm. right? Um, And for all of us to take that step back and realize that um, whatever's going on, right, Right. it, it might not even really be right. Or, um, but there's, there's usually more going on. And so a little bit of grace offered to someone else can go so far. Sure. I also have figured out that being a parent is a very, um, important game of follow the leader. For sure. (laughs) But you have to choose your leaders that you're following. And if you want your child to, um, to follow you, uh, you just have to really be careful about Mm -hmm. not only what you say, about who you say it to, about your actions and, if you're not willing to do the things you're asking your child to do, that becomes, a, I think, a, a reason for your child to uh, find a different uh, path, a different direction than the one that you're, you're giving them. Right. So anyway, I, I'm, I'm really cognizant of my behavior and my words and, and really how I serve. Because right. if I'm expecting her to do that, I better be doing it myself. Yeah, absolutely. And you serve tremendously. You do a lot Thank in the you. community. Right. Um, I know um, we were talking about this before the show. You do a lot with auctioneering. You've yep. done a lot with the Boys and Girls Club. Mm-hmm. I do. I, and I think, again, if you looked in the deepest um, parts of my soul, most of it is is really a reflection of how my mother served mm-hmm. children, uh, especially highly vulnerable children in some of the toughest parts of Seattle. Uh, she chose to do that. That was her path. Mm-hmm. And so I'm really... Um, trying to spend the rest of my life in honor of her. That's wonderful. And the things that she... Was uh, she a did. social worker or how did she work with she the children? She ran um, pr- 
preschools and daycare centers in, again, some of the toughest neighborhoods in central okay. Seattle. Wow. Um, 99% DSHS uh, schools. And so. Uh, and back before Seattle was gentrified. And yeah, <laughs> well, Holly Park <laughs> is an area um, of, uh, of Rainier Beach that, again, was a really, really mm-hmm. tough neighborhood. And I write in her chapter um, uh, just about what it was like um, for me to see my mother serving and how I now go out in the world in, in honor of her mm-hmm. and, and try and serve at that level as well, which is very difficult because, again, you're dealing with uh, some h- highly challenged um, communities mm-hmm. that need the help. And um, for some, it would be easy to avoid it. But right. um, she was both hands, both feet, and she brought her kids and, and my great father uh, with her into her world. And we've been the beneficiaries of that great work in the community. That's wonderful. Yeah. We're just so so grateful to now follow her path and celebrate her life mm-hmm. and all the things that mattered most to her um, now matter most to us. That's great. Yeah. That's wonderful. Again, if you're just joining us, we are um, the 425 show. We've got Larry J. Snyder here with us today, the author of two really amazing books, Miracles in Montanare, which is all about Italy. Yes. Which is always a good thing. Yeah. But the power of community. And it- Italians, got they've got that community thing down for sure. Oh, no, I agree. I think also there are many other cultures that do as well. Probably. Yes. Uh, we just have, you and I just happen to share a passion for, for Italian uh, culture. Um, and there are very few people I've ever met that, that don't love most of the aspects of right. Italian life, whether it's music, fashion, mm-hmm. food, um, togetherness. Right. Um, I could go on and on, uh, but those are the things that we seem to associate with Italy. The, For the sure. Most, so. For me, it's, it's the space. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And here we're so, we're, we're just busy. Yeah. Right. And it's, it's, in many ways, it's just part of life, right? right. You know, you're always going from one thing to another, especially if you're working and you have children that are active and mm-hmm. whatever they're doing, right? Yep. Ours are in sports, but it could be arts. It could be anything. Yep. You're just, your schedule fills up in a hurry. And all of a sudden you realize you're busy, right? but you're not really connecting. And no. so to take that time to connect. And I think, it, I think one of the things that the Italians have taught us is that the most important thing mm-hmm. that we can be doing is sitting underneath the olive tree just talking right or trying to talk in our case mm-hmm. uh and uh that uh, when we look back at our uh-huh. time you know what were the most uh, excuse me what were the most um memorable parts of our time in italy for mm-hmm. example it almost always goes back to just sitting right. under the tree under the olive tree or sitting at the neighbor's plastic table hack- helping them um shuck peas from their mm-hmm. garden or um, peeling onions from mm-hmm. our garden mm-hmm. or uh, any anything that just is about that raw organic time together mm-hmm. is really what we reflect on as the most important moments of our lives. And again, in America, we have so many choices. We have so much access to other activities mm-hmm. that sitting under um, sitting out on our deck for three or four hours is wow. We're always wondering what else should we be doing right, right now. And for our friends in Italy, the answer is very clear. They don't even ask the question. Right. It's we're sitting here talking to you, and that's all that matters. And if people want to join us, we'll just go find another chair. And so sometimes we end up with 15 or 20 people that are just sitting around having a conversation, and it it ebbs and flows. Mm -hmm. It's not about one thing. It might be about soccer. It might be about America. It might be 
about politics. It might be about culture. It, whatever it is, it doesn't matter. We never run out of things to talk about. Let's put it that way. Right. I remember um, someone telling me years and years ago, especially when it comes to relationships, you know, there's quality and there's quantity. Sure. Really, quality comes from quantity, right? It's you just it's just spending time together. Sure, sure. Um, the whole notion of, you know, especially with your kids, right, of like, okay, I'm home for work, 15 minutes. Let's right. have quality time, right? Yeah. Download. It doesn't really work that way. I, I think um, one more time as a parent mm-hmm. that I really have to embody and model what I want my daughter mm-hmm. uh, to, to know me as. Right. And anything outside of that is really just talk. Right. It's really just, um, again, trying to figure out what I can do mm-hmm. uh, with this 15 minutes that you're talking about right. that demonstrates to her what kind of a father I am. Mm-hmm. And if she chooses to model that behavior, then I better be pretty careful what it is. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Right. I, I don't like that whole I, you know, do as I say and. And not as I do, because right. I think that's a mixed mix message. And there's not a lot of commitment in that either. Yeah. that's so. Yeah. It's funny as you're saying that. I'm like, I wonder what my kids would say about me. I, <laughs> Maybe I should ask yeah, them. Well, I don't know. <laughs> no, I, th- I think you're, you, you, you make all of your own decisions. And if one of them is to just be cognizant of what they yeah. are, what you want them to do. Yes. Because it's going to be follow the leader. I've figured out it's taken me a while, but I've figured out that that really is the boil it down and and again following my mother's legacy is really about following the leader and following my dad too so right um whatever i want uh out of my life um sometimes i just look at their legacy and it makes the decision making pretty easy about who i serve and how yeah that's beautiful Mm -hmm. to have that in fact uh because you like a good question i am gathering (laughs) yes i like several good questions one of them is uh what happened today that i'll never forget I think that's great. That's really the genesis of Which One Am I, mm-hmm. the book. Um, I figured out that that question is best asked for me mm-hmm. uh, when I put my head on my pillow at night mm-hmm. and I reflect on what happened today that I'll never forget. Most of the things that come into my mind are the way I've served other people during right. that day. Mm-hmm. And so now I go out in the world to serve mm-hmm. so that I can answer that question. It's right. kind of a circle. I ask myself in the morning, which one am I? And I ask myself at night, uh, what happened today that I'll never forget. Right. And again, the majority of the time, uh, it's easy to answer that question when I've spent my day in service to others. Right. I love that. Yeah. And that way also, um, I really feel like my day counted. Have you ever had that problem where you went to bed and said, what did I actually do yeah. today? Yeah. Well, and I think most people feel like that most days. That's what I love about this question. Good. Well, I hope you um, use that question. Yes, because I think it's like you said, it's a filter question in mm-hmm. the morning of, okay, what can I do today? But then also at the end of the day, acknowledging that every day has something memorable sure. and special yep. about it. Right. Right. And every day should, you know, they're not always going to be big, like I conquered no. the world memorable mm-hmm. things, but to acknowledge that every day has something special about it. Sure. If you gave a, a bottle of water to someone that's sitting at a stop sign, with a sign that says anything helps, uh, that is again going to make an imprint on your mind that makes it easy for for you to answer that question at the end of the day. Um, and again, I think it will go back as a parent. If your children are sitting in the back seat mm-hmm. and they see you hand a bottle of water to someone at a stop sign, yes. uh, again, you're not trying to be a hero here. Mm-hmm. You're just trying to serve other people in the really in the most um, simple way. But again, 
uh, direct way that you can. Right. So absolutely. Yep. Which right about now during the holidays could be as simple as smiling at somebody in Costco. Yeah. <laughs> right. I was there yesterday and everybody's so determined. Sure. <laughs> absolutely. Right. Well, and everybody's trying <laughs> and to get. I was just smiling at people, and all of a sudden, people like, "Oh, yeah, it's all good." <laughs> yeah. Well, and everybody's in a big, giant hurry too, and yes, there's look, lots to get. Yeah. To. As I look out on. 405, I, I can see that everybody's not in a hurry today because nobody's going anywhere. No. So, um, <laughs> but I think that's just the, the way that it is. And again, one more time, it's been, um, this is really about serving uh, others for me. Yes. It, it's a, um, a part of my life that's really a mission to, mm-hmm. to just get out of bed every day and figure out how I can do that and how, uh, how happy it makes me right. happy to serve other people. I love it. Yeah. Um, and if you are out there listening and are interested in either of Larry's books, they're amazing. Um, and Larry does a lot of speaking as mm-hmm. well for other organizations. Yep. We will have all of that on the website after the show, NicoleMangina.com forward slash podcast. Mm-hmm. Or they could even go directly to your website. Yeah, LarryJSnyder.com. Yeah, Easy enough. exactly. Um, so. There's all types of resources um, in terms of uh, both the, the uh, books and also if you'd like me to come in talk to your company or your service group about how to answer that question, which one am I? Uh-huh. There are 380 million people in the United States of America, but which one am I? Right. What makes we're all me? unique. Yeah, absolutely. And I love important. it. And I think everyone is unique and different. So Perfect. That's my mission is to help you figure that out. Awesome. Mm-hmm. And we're doing it in the 425. So Larry, what are some of your uh, favorite 425 spots? 425, well, Bellevue, first of all, and, and all of 425, literally from Renton to Bothell, there are so many terrific uh, spaces. I love the Bellevue Downtown Park oh, to just go for a walk. Gorgeous. I love the marina mm-hmm. uh, in downtown Bellevue. They're making a beautiful park, as mm-hmm. you know, building a beautiful park. Um, Crossroads Park is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we only have one giant whale in Bellevue, and yeah. it's at the forehead, <laughs> it's at the Crossroads Park. Well, there you go. Um, love Lakes the Mamish. Um, we're yeah. lucky enough to live just above the lake below Microsoft. Nice. Um, and, and really, I just feel grateful to live in a thriving, um, a, a, a not only economy, but where we really put a value on um, the, the development of the area. And yes. um, obviously, we have some work to do on traffic, but Again, yeah. I'd rather have that than the opposite problem. Right. And as I mentioned <laughs> earlier, I've been part of this community for, gosh, since the the early 80s. Wow. Yeah. That's and amazing. Um, well, and so, and then even before that, in the 1970s, I played hockey at uh, Crossroads Mall. Do you know where the Michaels building is? Oh, sure. That was a hockey rink. No way. Yeah. That's awesome. I used awesome. to play our Sunday night hockey games there. That's and great. And if we won, uh-huh. we got to go to Farrell's. And if oh. we lost, we had to go home and eat peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. So <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I just really am grateful, awesome. again, to have watched this community and been a part of it. And I'm grateful to real estate professionals mm. like you oh, who you. have really done a great job of um, taking care of people's real estate needs here on the east side. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. It's, mm-hmm. it's been a lot of fun. It's even in the last, well, I've been here almost 30 years now. Um, so it's been fun to watch it change for sure. So. Yeah. Yeah, thank you for joining us, everybody. Um, again, we had Larry J. Schneider on the um, 425 show. All kinds of cool stuff. Which one are you? That's your question for today, to figure out which one are you, because you are amazing and you are special and you have talents um, that nobody else does. So think about that. Um, and we will see you next week. Again, if you have real estate questions, I always invite you to send me an email, Nicole 
at NicoleManGina.com. Have a great week, and we'll see you next Tuesday. Bye.